0: All right. And welcome back to another episode of Tea Time with Mother and Chrome. We got a lot of good stuff going on. Unfortunately, Melinda is out again with her back. So I have a guest host and I'm going to keep a secret on who it is. Um, If you're wondering about the chapeau, yes, we're going to try and do some fun things. Um, witches don't always have to wear just black hats. I mean, a little color doesn't hurt every once in a while. So my guest host, my very special guest host, is an old friend of mine and, and an absolutely wonderful person. I'm so excited to have him on the show. And I'm welcome, welcoming you, Reverend Jason High Corral. Welcome to the show, Jason.
1: Hello. It's good to be here.
0: Um, We go back far too many years to mention, but we've always had fun together. Um, This is really great. I get to bounce off some stuff off somebody new and hopefully not embarrassing too much. Of course, I won't try. Um, So what we're going to talk about a little bit is what's in our mugs. Jason, can you tell us what you have in your mug?
1: I have cinnamon.
0: That's very close to pumpkin spice. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite time of year. All right, Jason, what the cinnamon you have, you're going to give us the good medical lowdown on what, what does cinnamon do now? You might've heard this in other shows, but we're going to try and cover some of the different stuff. So Jason, if you can give us a holler of what cinnamon does.
1: It's an antioxidant. It can help lower your blood pressure and control your uh, cholesterol and it's good for uh, menstrual symptoms as well
0: it's also good for protection
1: mm-hmm. and protection yes. Yeah.
0: i i love the fact just... that cinnamon that pumpkin spice is made with all the herbs that we use for protection and It just tickles me to no end when <laughs> you know, you're sitting at work and you're sick at sucking back on a pumpkin spice and someone goes, ew, pumpkin sweat!" Oh, it's working. (laughs) (laughs) That is so evil. I know. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. (laughs) Um, Cinnamon has been around forever. It's just one of those spices that have been around for a very, very long time. Um, And it's been used in every, almost every religion uses it for holy purposes, believe it or not. Um, The ancient Hebrews actually used cinnamon. I mean, who would guess? Um, the leaves of the cinnamon tree were woven into wreaths, which were used to decorate Roman temples. So we've always seen the laurel wreaths and the bay leaves, but you've never seen the cinnamon leaves. Um, Because Hollywood, I guess, bay leaves and laurel leaves stand up better under the lights. I have no idea. Uh, The Egyptians obviously used it, uh, the oil during the mummification process. So um, if you just think about cinnamon and how the how it smells and it's a very strong smell um it really would be used to get rid of some of the, the body odors that you know when something's decaying it it had to help um, and those are practical uses for it cinnamon is used for a lot of different things um, it's used in gazillion products especially this time of year you see it um they do the pine cones and the cinnamon they do. Um, cinnamon is in everything this time of year. So if you're allergic to cinnamon, you're just out of luck for eating anything this time of year. Um, it for magical or, or
1: uses, or just going through the potpourri section of any cinnamon is just so prolific. But most people, it's okay. Yeah, I mean,
0: you know, I don't think there's anything that smells better than cinnamon. Like when you're cooking with it.
1: Um, I I like the smell of the apples and cinnamon and then with the yeah
0: you know smell,
1: we, it just smells well besides it, it smells like apple pie but I mean it's just smells so home homey you know just
0: it, it makes you happy yes as it comfort it does if you um if you're in your home now, up north, y'all are cold because you're all the way way up north. I'm way down in the heat. I do know that when I lived up north, if the house being closed up gets a, a house odor, I, it's not stinky. It's just it's because it's closed up.
1: Yeah.
0: I used to like to boil water, cinnamon, and cloves on my stove. I just turn it up. Throw it in there, let it boil a little bit, and the whole house has such a clean—I don't know if it's clean, but it's that—it's just a scent that you can live yeah. with, rather than
1: than the—I I, I can't say musty smell because it's not even a musty smell. It's—it's
0: it's that closed-up smell, stale,
1: stale air. We'll just go with stale air. I mean, it's just
0: yeah. <laughs> but I—I I used to do that, and when I make mold wine, nothing smells better than mold wine. Um. My thing, I like to use it in a crock pot. I start my crock pot and mm-hmm. then put the wine and all the the cloves and the cinnamon and the orange in it. And then the whole house just has a smell to it that it's like, okay, I can live with this. Um, and it then you can drink it, so it makes it even well, better. We won't discuss how drunk you can get off mulled wine because you're actually cooking it pretty well. Um, the magical uses was um, it was – you can buy cinnamon incense we all know that because i'm sure every witch has cinnamon in her incense um it raises your uh, spiritual vibrations and we were just talking about that it raises the way you feel it makes you happy or um feelings of home like when you're little and your mom would bake cookies or apple pies you know it, it kind of gives you that that home feeling um it's also aids in healing which we all heard and believe it or not it draws money so that makes me happy but the reason i picked it for this month is because of its psychic powers and protective vibrations Um, this is the time of year when the veil is growing thinner every second so we all know that there are things on the other side of the veil we don't want to invite into our homes Um, protection is a big thing this time of year Uh, People don't think about that. All they're thinking about is the ancestors and drawing that in. But you also have to remember you need to protect your home. Um, Using cinnamon is, I can't think of a better way to protect your home than that wonderful smell of cinnamon going through your house. Um, It's also used in sachets. We all know that. I mean, I can't remember any time when cinnamon wasn't used just for its smell. Um, Whether you use it in stick, powder, I mean, whatever you use it for. Um, hot apple cider with a stick of cinnamon in it is just the bomb. Mm -hmm. And if you make a bunch of it and everybody's drinking it, the whole house just gets a cinnamony smell. Um, the potpourri this time of year is doused in cinnamon, um, essential oils. Again, I caution everybody do not put essential oils on your skin unless you dilute them, dilute them, or unless you know what you're doing, because it will, cause burns yeah it'll cause burns people don't understand that um but even cinnamon this time of year and essential oil you can drop little drops here and there um one of the neat things to do is cinnamon and orange peel in your garbage disposal
1: yes but
0: just it gets rid of all the yucky yeah it
1: helps refresh it
0: it i i love i an orange peel a stick of cinnamon and two ice cubes and turn it on. And it just, I mean, it just makes the whole kitchen smell better. Um, especially like I said, this time of year, when your house is closed up, you do have that stale odor. Now in your intake, your vent intake in your house, that pulls into your heat or down here in Florida, which still have air conditioning. It was 92 today, just to let you know. Um, if you you can get little sticky pads that you can put on your vents that'll when they draw it draws the air in when it blows it out it scents the air a little bit yeah. not enough to overpower you but just enough to you have that little scent somewhere um, that's really a great way to go I will caution you do not pour cinnamon powder on your vents because it will clog it Thing to know if you're cleaning your rugs and you're vacuuming and you want a cinnamony smell, you can pour a little bit on a hard floor, pick it up with your vacuum cleaner, and then while you're vacuuming the whole house, that cinnamon will go through the whole house. But don't put it on your rugs because it can stain your rugs because it's the brown will stain a a white rug.
1: Are you speaking from experience? Yeah.
0: most of the time i do because i've done that stupid stuff so yeah that's me um i found out on my light brown rug uh when i poured cinnamon on it, it it became a
1: dark brown rug
0: it became a dark brown rug in that spot so i learned to put it on my kitchen tile floor and suck it up in my vacuum cleaner and then your vacuum if you ever notice your vacuum is stinking when you're vacuuming it's it because it's picked up all that stuff and it's sat in the canister So if you use baking soda or I like cinnamon, I like something scented, um, it will take away that and it leaves a nice little cinnamony smell through the room. Potpourri this time of year is great. You can put cinnamon and cloves anywhere and it really works. And again, the essential oils are good, but again, don't put them on your skin and be careful what you put them on because remember they're very, very uh, corrosive. The oils will seep into grout in your tiles if your grout's not sealed 100%. And when it seeps in, it seeps in brown and stays brown. Yes, that's experience talking. Did that too. thought my late husband was going to shoot me because I had to re-grout. And it doesn't always bleach out. Just, just a little hint there from the kitchen witch. But there's nothing that smells better than that. Um, those are our teas. And cinnamon has a lot of beneficial things to it. So if you make a tea, cinnamon is one of those things that you can actually use in an iced tea. As you all know, hot teas are good, but I'm an iced tea person. Iced tea. You make it hot, put your cinnamon in it, put your honey or whatever used to sweeten it, stir it up, put it in a fridge and you have that refreshing cinnamon taste that you're not going to get from a hot tea because it's now it's nice and cold. And here in the south, like I said today, it was 92 degrees outside.
1: 72, 72. It got up to 72 today.
0: 72. Yeah, um, I was in South Carolina last weekend, and uh, yeah, it was nice. It was like 70 degrees at night. It dropped down, and I was like, I actually had to use like a little sweatshirt. Uh, my daughter in law's birthday. We were in South Carolina, right outside Myrtle Beach. And she had a big old fire going in the fire pit. So, of course, you know, I, I'm in heaven at that point. And it was like, ooh, it's a little chilly. So uh, it was getting you know, chilly a, Well, there.
1: From 90 degrees to a little chilly it might not be a necessarily a bad change. I mean, you know, give you a little of this northern breeze without going all the way north.
0: You know, this is the only time of year I get homesick for West Virginia. The changing of the leaves. Yes. Um, where yeah. I'm from, way back in the mountains, the mountains look like a bowl of tricks cereal with all the different colors and
1: the reds, the yellows, the oh, oranges. It's I mean, just so green, and you know, then you have the pines in there, which you know still have oh, green, you know, just pop, you know, yes,
0: it is there is you can take a girl from the mountain but you can't take the mountain from the girl and i'm going to tell you that right now i do do truly miss the falls in the, the north because the colors the crisp air and nothing beats a fire pit out in the backyard this time of year because that is we have to wait to almost february to do that here
1: I say nothing nothing beats a fire in general i mean it's not, you know, it's, it's okay during the summer. I mean, cause you know, just, a for ambiance, but for fall, it gives, you know, you have that fire and then you get to cuddle if you oh. have to with
0: someone, you know. And Hey, and, you, you know. can throw those cinnamon sticks in that fire yes. and you'll get that scent. Um, I don't know. I just have a thing. I really, really love the fall. That is my favorite time of year. Um, and like i said the only time i ever get homesick is this time of year and this is when my thoughts go north and for the last i've been here since 2015 so i'm i'm starting to feel it um i came down in may mm-hmm. so my first fall here i was devastated palm trees do not change colors no No. And I was I was I was so homesick that year that um, I actually I cried to my cousins and they all sent me pictures of their backyards, which was and they're all in the mountains. So, you know, I've got all these beautiful colors. And and then I cry even more because it's like I'm not there. But uh, this is the time of year, too. Um, And most people don't think about that. Uh, You do a fall spring cleaning. Yeah. Summer's gone. You're getting ready for, especially now, we're getting ready for Yule and Christmas. And you're going through some of the, especially if you've got kids, you're going through some of the toys they haven't used.
1: Well, the, the toys, but then you also, for us older people, our war, wardrobe. Now we got to pull the fall stuff out, put the you know, the shorts and the summer, you know. See what still say. fits. Yeah. Unless, you know, for us Northerners anyway
0: yeah um, we go from short shorts to shorts <laughs> florida i'm I'm glad I'm not real south you know yeah, I'm kind of midway but um we you still go, can,
1: you still have a chance to get snow
0: <laughs> Jacksonville has snow. we've never had snow in saint Pete yeah, so I don't miss the snow. I'll just let you know um I can see. Considered taking vacations up north this time of year, but my problem is if I go up to visit my family, um, it snows in October in West Virginia.
1: It. Yeah. A couple of Halloweens, it's been freezing here. It's literally snow—you know, snow or iced, or and it's like
0: not yet. Not yet. And you, know, and you don't know what size. This is a true. This is a, a real true thing. You don't know what size costume to buy your kids because you don't know if it's going to be hot where they right. can wear the costume over their T-shirts and shorts or if it's going to be freezing cold and you got to put four layers on them.
1: Yes. They're, seriously, they're wearing, you know, after you put their parka on. <laughs> yes, they have, they're wearing a costume. Look, see, look, they're wearing a mask.
0: Yeah, that's about <laughs> it. You see, because I remember when mine were little, it was like okay, is it going to be hotter? Because you buy the costume a little early so you can get it on the cheap side. And then it's like, do I buy it three sizes too big or a size to fit? Because either it goes over there, you know, four layers, or it goes over a t-shirt. And no matter when we bought or what we bought, it was always wrong. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. First Halloween that I took my... Well, my youngest son now my my eighteen year old, my youngest son, my eighteen year old. (laughs) Anyway, no,
0: he's not. He he is not. No, there's no way.
1: He's eighteen. Just turned eighteen in July. Anyhow,
0: breaks my heart that he's that old already.
1: Yes, it snowed. It really snowed on Halloween. I'm like his first Halloween, and it snows. You know, you know, we got him this cute outfit, cute costume. I yeah. and it snowed.
0: Yeah, it snowed.
1: So you, know. so you know, no real good pictures, or you know, because he's like,
0: "Oh, I'm cold." You know, I was all bundled up to his nose. Yes. I was in Baltimore for years, and, and there's a saying in Baltimore: "If you don't like the weather, wait a few minutes." Yes. Yes. Same
1: same saying here.
0: We've shoveled the snow, the end of October, and then we've had October's where the costumes were too hot to wear. Yes they put the mask on and they're sweating in there and, you know, and then the next year it's like, okay, come here. You got another coat to put on. Let's put on the second coat, you know, but it, this time of year though, with that cool, I did a lot of camping with boy Scouts and my favorite camping times were October and November because it's cold, but it's not freezing yet. And usually that you, after We get all the scouts to bed. The leaders sit around the campfire drinking coffee, going, oh, thank God they're asleep. Um, And that's our favorite time because that's our wind down time. And there is nothing that can replace the smell of a campfire. Nope. And as silly as it sounds, when I moved here, I didn't get my, um, I finally rented a house And I have a backyard and I have a fire. Of course, one of the first things I bought was a fire pit and we used it. We moved in in February. So February and March, we could actually use it. And it was like that smell, it was in my clothes. And it's like, I don't want to wash my clothes. I want to hold on to them because I could smell the campfire in them. And it's that smell that just, it just brings all those memories back and this is a this is a wonderful time of year it really is there's so many things going on i know october for us pagans is oh my god nonstop. Mm -hmm. um didn't tennessee just have their um, pagan pride last weekend
1: last weekend they had pagan pride last weekend
0: so i know most places have it in september but i i was very excited um in fact, my cohort from Virtual Circle was doing one of the Tennessee um, Pagan Prides, and it was like, wow, is it already that time of year, you know, and she did an awesome job. I'm just going to say, Mary, you did a fantastic job um, setting it up. Yes, I'll give her kudos. And <laughs> we were, Weren't we online?
1: Yes, they yeah. were. So, yes, yeah, so how, how I was able to watch was through online and. I said they had some amazing speakers, and they, you can still see it on YouTube. They still oh. they have replays. Nice.
0: Are they showing it on any of our Karelian sites?
1: Uh, I think it's on um, Magic TV.
0: Magic TV. There you go. Um, it's just I know most of them do it in September, but September is. So full and you're prepping for October. So Mary had her hands full doing this and she did an absolutely wonderful job. They did have some great stuff on there. Uh, I caught parts of it. And the great thing I've always said, I'm doing these things for real all the time. You know, when you're going to those things, I used to travel and do them. But it never failed when I wanted to take a class or see what was happening. I was teaching. Yes. and by the virtue of us videoing it it doesn't matter now because you can go back and catch it
1: okay um Silver Raven wolf I've always you know always wanted to meet her you know take a class with her and any event that we've been at I've either had to run tech or something for somebody else at the same time that she was giving the lecture um I actually got to attend one of her classes through Witch Fest last year finally you know I'm like oh, I'm finally in a clean
0: <laughs> I, I'm right there with you Jason because it's never fails you look at who's showing up who's doing classes who's speaking and it's like I'm teaching yes or I really wanted to oh I'm teaching or I'm running this stand or, yes. I'm...
1: or you know I'm I'm at this event but I'm Run, helping run the booth, you know, and you're just, and you know, you you, know, you schedule your relief to come in, and you know they never fail to show up at that time,
0: or they're late.
1: Yep, and so you now you're like, I'm not going because I personally e- either I'm a early or if I'm if I'm early, you know, if I'm right on time, I'm late, so.
0: And then you get someone who grabs you as you're walking towards the class when well, you're running, actually, to yeah, make it yeah. to the class. And then someone says, I need to talk to you. And it, there goes your class. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I just absolutely adore the fact that we're doing a lot of this online as well as in person. Because if you can make it to the in person and you miss something, you can always jump back online and catch whatever you missed.
1: Yeah. You can do the replay, you, you yeah. know, it might take 20, you know, you might have to wait 24 hours, but then it, you know, you're, it's right back up and, you know, you're.
0: It, it's absolutely, I, I was, I've been doing Pagan Prides in Baltimore. I did them for years and years and years. And unlike I said, it never failed. You were either at the booth or you were you know, teaching a class or you were doing something else and you missed all these wonderful, wonderful speakers in classes. And as someone who has been a presenter, you work really hard on your classes, you know, so and it's so upsetting. Like there have been so many speakers I've wanted to see. Um, I remember Oberon came and I'm trying to think if it was Baltimore, or D.C. he was at and I was just I am going. I don't care. And I got stuck.
1: Mm-hmm. And it I was never always, it never does it. Never
0: it and you have to understand, a lot of us presenters are still excited over other presenters because they're yes. people that we've followed or that we know or whatever, you know. And it's like, I can't be. Um,
1: my first time going to Starwood and seeing all these amazing authors presenting, you know, their latest works. It was just, I was starstruck. I really was starstruck. I, you know, I was giddy as a kid. Just, you know, you know, I've read these, you know, people for years. And, you know, getting to meet them and things like that when I was bouncing from booth to booth, then it's really, I mean, it's it was really nice. But then, you know, getting pulled away and, oh, I got to do this and can't go to their class, can't do this, or... I mean, Other you, things that happen, you
0: know. You chase behind them. And, can, I, can I talk to you for a half a second? Yes. You know. Can I get a S. picture? J. Can I get a Tucker, picture? S.J. Tucker is my favorite, favorite person. I absolutely adore her. And every year, wherever she was at, I could never make it to her concerts or her classes or anything. And I got to the point where I was like, I'm never going to meet her. Um, I... Did get to meet her. Um, I was dragged to Phoenix Fire Mm -hmm. here in in Florida by a friend of mine who knew my attachment to her and was like, well, come on with me. We're going to go here to this pagan thing. I'm like, oh, okay. So I went and she purposely didn't tell me she was going to be there. Um, I will get you for that, Josette. I walk in, we sat down, and there is S.J. Tucker. I was okay, I am totally a groupie. I was like all over her. I was like, oh, my gosh, she's here, she's here. And I'm holding on to Josette, and I'm so excited. She's like, well, you can go over and talk to her. No, I can't, no, I can't, no, I can't. She says, you you can go talk to her. You know, but it, it's one of those things, like you said, you're starstruck, and it's like you followed this person forever. Yes. And I never got to meet her because I was always working a booth, working a class, taking tickets. I don't know, cleaning toilets, whatever. Whatever,
1: you know. the, whatever you know, you needed to take care of. If you're at, if you're running the event, you're the, you know, first one there and the last one to leave, and whatever happens in between, it's your responsibility.
0: And it's it's amazing now. I am so indebted to CEM Broadcasting for actually taping these things, videoing them and having them for us later on to look at, because even four or five years down the road, you saw a speaker. They said something. What was it they said? They said something and it escapes you. You can literally go back and look at it and take the class again. Now I'm going to tell you with anybody who teaches a class and God knows I've got enough years of teaching, something will click but it might not click at that time. It might be two, three, four years down the road. I've had people come up to me and say, I took your class five years ago. Okay. <laughs> and you said, and I'm like, uh, I have no freaking clue what I said, but, and they bring it up to you and literally I'm not being terrible. You don't remember. No. Because you've taught how many years in between that. Yeah. So By the fact that we're videoing this and holding on to this, those that have are no longer with us, that are in the summer land, we can actually go back and look at their teachings. And, okay, we all know we're on a path. They may not have had anything to say for you then. They may have something to say for you now where you're at. So I encourage everybody, if you... Get on CM Broadcasting, um, Magic TV, Pagans Tonight Radio. We have all of that. You can go back and listen again because I'll tell you what. I went back to a. I was on Pagans Tonight with Liz and Terry Powell, and I went back to that, and I was like, "Oh my God!" I was actually talking to him. You know, it's kind of funny because you. You've seen them, you've heard them, and now you talk to them, go back and listen to it again. There are messages in every one of our lessons, but you might not be ready to hear that lesson yet. And I absolutely love the fact that we have these things and we keep them. And you can go back and look at them because um, we're losing people every day in our tradition. It's, um,
1: the, not, not just our tradition. I mean, our yeah. pagan oh. elders, our pagan elders... In general, I mean, none of us are well, getting any, any younger. I mean, no,
0: that... and um, Selena Fox was actually saying um, just a couple weeks ago that uh, a lot we're losing a lot. We need to start, you know, those of us that are still here need to start picking up the pace a little bit. And she was kind of calling us out. Um, yes. She has
1: a habit of doing that.
0: She um, does, and she knows how to do it too. She does it with. she stuff.
1: does it so sweetly. She's hitting you up the back of the head with a two by four, but she's doing it so sweetly.
0: Yeah, she's saying please <laughs> first, and then smacking you. But she is absolutely right. We are losing. I mean, the Witches Council of 1974. If you look to see who's still around, it's it's a very small field right now.
1: just to say? Uh... The only one I uh, granted I don't know the list, but I mean I the only one I know is Oberon. I mean I, I and Isaac. And Isaac is in the summerland.
0: Right. Phaedra was there. Um Selena was there. But it's still when you start looking at it and it's it's amazing that we have such rich background and we don't have it.
1: History. We have you know it's starting to, you know. They've always said that uh, paganism is an oral tradition. Well, now it's now we have it as a video tradition and record it. We can now record and save it. I mean, like you said, going back to uh, Pagan's Tonight Radio, and it's audio. It's you know visual. We have now ways of storing it for future.
0: And it's it's really important, especially with um, especially now when witchcraft has come out of the closet and and booming. Let's face it. I mean, I am seeing references all over the place, and it's it's blowing my mind that you know when I started, you couldn't even say the word witch, um, and now.
1: I mean, okay, my not saying you're that age, but my my if you would ask my grandmother, she was a Quaker. If you ask her that just that was, she would say she was a Quaker, however, every full moon she lit a candle. she would take me on herb walks, pointing out this is he you know this is a healing herb this is she had recipe cards of herbal remedies
0: <laughs> yeah, my grandmother um get a headache, she'd reach down and pick up a piece of mint off the ground, she'd rub it on your forehead yeah, oh, but she wasn't a witch
1: no. No. No no, 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 no. But like I said, every full moon, she would light a candle.
0: And those are the things that now we're actually videoing. And for yes. our, our younger audience or anybody, everybody is a young witch. Everybody is a baby witch. I don't care how long you've been practicing. You're a baby witch.
1: Okay. Uh, when I'm teaching, uh, say I'm teaching first degree students. Every time I go through that material, I learn something new. And I've taught it for too many years. I mean, <laughs> for a few years. I know years.
0: how <laughs> long you've been teaching <laughs> I'm not going to say. But, yeah, it's been quite a few years. But you're right. And what you learn from your students is phenomenal.
1: And then, you know, the, not just, you know, like I said, refreshing the material. You know, I learned something new from them. But I also learn from my students. They teach me as, as much as I teach them. Always. I mean, Always. Um, you get their perspective kind of on how how they see things. And it's, oh, I never thought of it that way or saw it that way or, okay, that that's amazing, you know? And,
0: and it really is, especially like as you get older when the next generation comes in and they're saying, especially we have the techno witches now because everybody's online and stuff, but they're like, wow. And they'll say something, it's like, and you're going, Really? Wait a minute. Let me write that down for a minute. I got to remember that, you know, but it's true. And now more than ever, we need the videos. We need the audios from pagan radio. I mean, that was, that was the, the shit for how long? Yes. You know, pagan tonight, um, pagan blog talk. I mean, we had a lot of that and all of that knowledge We've captured. Yes. Um, I look at our own tradition and I see all the poor, you know, all those that have gone to the summer land and I'm like, I was fortunate to meet most of them. I mean, back in the day when we would meet at the gray elephant, I mean, we got to meet them and talk to them and, and hear their words of wisdom.
1: I was looking up a magic TV was looking up uh, one of the illustrations. There was a, a gathering of the Lustral Water with Bitterwind and Lady Crystal, and you know it was. Uh, Lady Bitterwind have, uh, has been in the uh crossed over a couple years now in May, but you know seeing her and uh, her spunk, her you know she's very lively individual.
0: Yeah, you could say that nicely. Yeah. <laughs> um you know, I, you I never, remember never my illustration. Was, you
1: never the... knew it was gonna come out of her mouth, ever. And it and if she was in ritual, you would know, you, you know, hey, you know, here's this, here's the ritual script, you know and there it goes. And she would just say from the heart, and it was always so wonderful and amazing. She and, was and very into improv <laughs> ritual.
0: She was, and she just she said it like it was. I will give her that. She never sugarcoated. She you
1: always know exactly where you stood with her.
0: Yeah. And she was, when she taught, she taught you without sugarcoating, this is how it is. This is how yeah. it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And it was very clear and concise. I mean, I absolutely loved her. And the fact that I actually got to meet with her at Lustration when I was up there years and years ago, um, just listening to, to them talk. You don't even have to be in on the conversation. You just sit there. And of course you're awestruck. So your jaw's hanging open. You got to remember to close your mouth. Um, but you're just listening to all of this knowledge. It was, uh, not even
1: necessarily teaching just conversation of their experience. And, um, I made a comment a while back on my Facebook post about, uh, uh, listening to, you know, your aunts and uncles, your, you know, listen to their experience. Because if you, you know, that's their history. That's their experience. And if if you can learn something from it, that's amazing. I mean, they've went through it. If you learn something from it where you don't have to go through the, some of the bumps and bruises that they took, then that's great. I mean, us old folks. Oh, anyway.
0: Yes. Well. You know, when you talk about that, seriously, back in the day before TV, you know, I grew up in a town where we had two stations. Um, There wasn't much to do. So as a child, you were given a chore and literally farming. We were popping peas or we were, you know, whatever we were doing, you know, pop snapping the string beans or whatever all of the the women folk would be sitting there talking. It was basically a red tent session. Oh yeah. Well, I did not know what the term red tent meant, but I knew what the heck was going on because they would discuss everything. And as kids, you're sitting there and you're you're working your hands and you're just listening in on all this stuff. And the stuff I walked away from with was amazing. As I got older, it really played in to my health my actual genetic makeup
1: i mean i grew up in the kitchen with the women because the women were in the kitchen i'm growing up my with my great aunts and my great uncles they were in the uh the men the older men were in the living room drinking beer watching football let's say let's say it's thanksgiving thanksgiving yep. thanksgiving they were in the you know in that room I'm sorry, I'm not a big football fan. I'll admit it, I'm not a big football fan. Never have been, really does not interest me whatsoever. But I, you know, oh, come in the kitchen, we need help, you know, doing the green beans or mashing the potatoes and you know, do not use a blender, the mashing of the potatoes. The, literally the hand mashing of the potatoes. I To this day, that's how I make mashed potatoes. I don't use a blender. To this day, that's
0: how I make them. <laughs> But you know, you learn but, your family history that way. You learned who Anne you know, was.
1: Yes, you you learn about everything. You know, oh, next year, you know, when we do the green beans, we need to, uh, we need to put more eggshells out in the, you know, to things like that. Okay, I, I'm, you know, you could never read in a I, book. You know, no, you know, it's like, why do, oh, that helps with the nutrient, you know. Or we need to throw banana peels. That's another one that they would throw out there, you know, and
0: coffee grounds and with the roses.
1: Coffee grounds, yep. Uh,
0: And your history, people always say, "Well, history is the past. History is what has the foundation for what we build on." Our history is oral. It's we only know what was written down by different authors who happen to mention. You know, witchcraft, and, oh. what,
1: and what is written down is usually very much embellished.
0: Oh, and it makes us look like we were flying on the brooms. Goodness knows, I want that broom because you know how much gas I would say we're paying three nineteen a, a gallon down here, so we're dying.
1: It's, it's three thirty nine here, so
0: oh, ow! I'm I'm complaining at three nineteen. History is very much a big part of who any one is, who any country is. Um, and history, let, let's preface this. History is written by the victors. Yeah. Um, and you have to read both sides of the story if you can get it, because you're going to understand what the victorious part wrote. That's what's in the books. But if you go back and talk to the people who lived it, they're going to tell you exactly what happened. Yes. Um, it,
1: it, you, you you get to hear both point of views okay there was this oh we won the we, we won this battle even though you lost they lost three people and you lost a thousand if you claim victory in that written text you won the
0: battle you won the battle now <laughs> yeah. i had that thrown in my face because my mother grew up in europe during world war ii and I'm in America reading, you know, my history book and I'm trying to take a test and I'm like quiz me on my test and she's like well that's wrong that's not the right answer it's the answer in the book. She's like but that's not what I I, I need the answer in the book. And as I was growing up it always occurred uh, that kept playing in my head why was the book wrong? That's yeah. what I was being taught. The Civil War um West Virginia was one of those states that went one way or the other, but they were mostly a free state. And I listened to my relatives. No, that's not what happened here. So when we look at our history, uh, yeah. and I'm talking about our Wiccan or our witchcraft history, it's, it, it's, a, it's a, a history that adds to itself, but it's also a history that's been very, very written badly. Yeah. All you read about is the bad things we did. Yes. You know, uh, and and you only hear about the horrible parts of history, but history is what makes our holidays. We wouldn't be celebrating it if we didn't know about it. Our upcoming holiday, Samhain. That's a big one for us. I mean... And it's interesting that the Catholic Church jumped on that bandwagon
1: Well, when you have most of your populace celebrating the holiday, you either uh, you either you know shut up or join well okay, we'll just call it this we'll call it All Saints Day All Soul's Day well that I'm sorry All Souls Day is the number first All Saints Day is October 31st or no. No, they're both November
0: first.
1: Yeah, they're both November. Yes, sorry. It yeah.
0: used to be called All Souls' Day. Then after Vatican II, they changed it to All Saints' Day because it sounded better. Yeah. I-, I lost that translation somewhere. Yeah.
1: Well, or same day, different holiday. I mean, different name. Day of the Dead.
0: Dion de las muertes. Now, you know, I will honestly say um, I have a young, very young nephew um, who came over a couple weeks ago and hung out and surprisingly he lived. Um, I say that with all love. Um, and he wanted to watch Coco mm-hmm. on Netflix. It's a, uh, Pix- is it Pixar? Or Disney? One or the other.
1: One or the other, yes.
0: One or the other. I, I think I'm, it's
1: Pixar. I think it's Yeah, Pixar. I'm thinking
0: it's Pixar for some reason. And we're sitting there watching it, and I'm like, Dio de los Paradise. And we're watching it and watching it, you know. And I know the history behind that, and I'm watching it. It was one of the most fabulous films. He's nine. He watched it, and he goes, you know. I think we need to do that. We need to go to the graveyard, and we need to celebrate our ancestors. Yeah. And this kid is not pagan by any stretch. And I was just like, wow, how profound that Pixar had a show, a movie, that explained it so that my nine-year-old nephew could watch, I watched it, I was fascinated. I was like, damn, they're following all the traditions. It was fascinating, and it was absolutely adorable because this whole season, I mean, if, if you take the 31st and the 1st, yes. they're both the same day. Um, yeah. It's all about a celebration of our ancestors. And he was like, well, can, can we do that? Now, unfortunately, his ancestors are in Maryland, and he's in Florida. But I was like, you know, the next time we go up there, um, we'll go to the grave sites, and we'll have a picnic with them. He goes, I really want to do that.
1: That's amazing.
0: That was so heart-touching. I was like, oh, my gosh. But think about it. Now, Pixar put this movie together. I don't know who did it. I I really don't know. But whoever put it together really needs an Academy Award as far as I'm concerned. You brought together uh, an old tradition. How old is honoring our ancestors from caveman times, right? Yeah, I mean,
1: it can go back that far, yes. I mean, you see them honoring, even honoring the dead. I mean, you see them, Neanderthals, carefully bearing and ritualistically bearing their, bearing the dead. And then you see candles and food in it.
0: So, something that happened, I don't know, 20, 30,000 years ago? Yeah and we a lot of cultures do not do that i I, let me put that out there um our culture that's a big thing for us Samhain is our big ancestor and it's more um i would say Mexican rather than South American but it's an honoring of the ancestors and it touched this child who really has no background and he was just like I want to remember his grandmother passed away when he was young and he remembers her. And he was like, I want to go have a picnic on her grave. So I called my sister and said, guess what? Gloating. Yeah. gloating. Uh, we're going to Baltimore to the graveyard. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. But it's interesting how now that, that movie i would guarantee you 15 20 years ago would not not have been made
1: no it would not have been made
0: but the fact that they're honoring their ancestors and they had have you seen the movie
1: yes i have (sighs) a couple times
0: when they they're going for the the um petals on the flowers Mm -hmm you know, and, and it's like, if you don't remember them, they die. And it was just like, I got all caught up in it. I'm sorry, I did. But it was amazing to me that that is what we're talking about when we talk about the honoring of our ancestors. Yes. It was such a poignant movie. It, it, was, it was very a touching movie because it was told from the ancestor side. Yes. That was the interesting part. They were all would you say ghosts or or spirits?
1: Well, you have the the mix. It's because the yeah, we'll just say from the ancestor side, from the spirit, from the spirit side. Well, I this, mean,
0: yeah, because they had, had to go.
1: You also have to, to. I mean, right? But you're uh, but two of the main character. I mean main individuals were god and goddess symbols too i mean if you want to look
0: that's that's where i was going with that it yeah. was god and goddess symbols yes i, I don't mean, know who wrote very, that
1: yeah i cuz you have you know the the two protagonists i mean then telling the story from the book you know from the book but then you learn later oh it's those two people you know and they reconnected in you know it just
0: it was through through a journey
1: it's you see a cycle you know which you know life in life is it's a cycle
0: right and to me because it was it was depicted as people they were depicted as people Um, i know the circle of life my god i can sing it to this day but Because that was animal characters. When you see it with people, it actually touches you a different way. Right. And I just thought that that you had God and goddess ancestors. And remember, at the they had all the ancestors. You know, you're part of this family. Yeah. I thought that that's, you know, hey, that's
1: great, Uncle Mordecai or whatever. You know.
0: It was, I was watching it and it was summertime when he was here watching it. It was, you know, a couple months ago. And I was like, damn, that's a salad movie.
1: Yes. It's very much a salad movie. Yes.
0: You know that. And that explains a lot. I mean.
1: An, another one. Uh, it's an older uh, kind of cartoon. It's um, the Halloween tree. It's uh, actually a book by Ray Bradbury. But uh, one of the main characters, Stroud, uh voiced by our uh, Leonard Nimoy, he voiced the the character. Ooh! It's really good. It um, the book goes through different traditions and shows you why we celebrate Halloween.
0: What was it called again?
1: It's called Halloween Tree. It's a by Ray Bradbury.
0: Halloween Tree.
1: It, it has Leonard Nimoy as the main character.
0: To me, if if you can, I mean, let's face it. There are a lot of people out there. We talk about this is a time of our ancestors. Uh, it's in all religions. Let's face it. The Catholic Church took it over and sit, called it All Souls Day. Now it's All Saints Day. And they remember the saints. But I'm going to be honest with you. You can sit there and, and give me the litany of the saints. And it, it doesn't. Connect because I don't know the saints. Right, you know I don't know St. Francis of Assisi. You know right. I know what he's for. You know he was the animal saint. Blah blah blah. But saint. you do
1: know you know your great aunt Mabel if you're happen to you know.
0: Exactly, and to me, going to mass because my late husband was Catholic. I went to mass and I was raised Catholic, so I understand it we would go to church and they go through the litany of saints and it's like, I don't know these people. They never once touch on the fact that your ancestors meant something. It's only the saints list and they go through all the saints, you know? Okay. I don't know St. Anthony, but I know if I lose something, I'm supposed to go running behind and, you know, pray for St. Anthony to find it. Um, that's really not empowerment that's that's just praying and getting it out there um empowerment is saying okay i'm going to write a spell and i'm going to find that thing um but when you see the the characters as people and you see them gathering their family and they start talking about great uncle gregor great uncle gregor i mean the one character was what the four great grandfather of this person great 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 grandfather you know he he fought you know i don't 200 years ago or something it connects and even as an adult watching that because that was my first time watching it i i don't normally watch i mean i love pixar movies don't get me wrong and one of the reasons i had grandchildren was so i could take them to see disney movies every seven years when they release them um it, it was enjoyable because it was like this is my tradition this is it in in color and and there's people and it's not animals it's real people and they're talking about and i'm sitting here going that's history
1: mm-hmm.
0: this is my personal history and it was it was so cute to see you know they oh well, we've never met but i'm your Whatever, and you know, he explained. He was like, "I don't know, great great uncle so and so, or something." And you know, the little kids go, "Wow, you know, you're," and it was just, it was so incredible to see that movie and to, I, I that should be a requirement in the Corellian tradition. I'm sorry, I really think so because you laugh, but I mean, how many adults can can relate to that? Yeah. How many adults don't understand? our tradition of honoring the ancestors because sometimes when we call ancestors we're thinking ancestors of the tradition or somebody that was like burned at the stake in the 1600s my ancestors are my grandmother yeah. uh, my great-grandmother you know the ones who
1: my came- you know the i you know as my personal uh spirit guides i have one that is a i've I, I have mabel she is one of my guides but my familiar aunt my my personal family i mean i've i speak with my great aunt and you know even when i'm in the kitchen i hear her you know talking in my ear oh, you've put too much salt in that a little bit more flour you need a little bit more flour or <laughs> that's
0: not thick enough <laughs> and, and you know I wonder. Or you need to go then, get that oregano. <laughs> yeah, never, <laughs> never go easy on the oregano or the rosemary. Yeah. It's but if you, as an adult, and I, I'm talking, you know, I'm watching this movie and I'm going like, "This is our tradition. This is who we are." So sometimes we get caught up in that ritual part. And I don't think we look at the human part.
1: Right. You
0: know right. what I mean? I mean, we're caught up in the ritual. And and many times when you call ancestor, you're thinking, oh, you know, the ancestors of the curling tradition who you may not even freaking know. I mean, be honest. I didn't know any of the saints they were calling, you know, at the Catholic Church. Um, I know some of the ancestors in our tradition because i met them before they became ancestors but it's like what about my personal ancestors
1: and they're just as valid they're just as valid and they guide you just as well i mean they're
0: probably more valid in many cases if you if you can't relate to you're fortunate you can relate to mabel but not everybody's going to be able to relate to that but can you relate to your grandmother that passed oh hell yeah You know, that was grandma, whatever, you know, mine's grandma Maxwell. I can relate to that. I grew up with her.
1: I I was, I was fortunate. I am, when I was born, there was, I had five generations. I had my great, great grandmother mm -hmm. and on the way. So I had, I had several grandmothers. I had, um, my great grandmother was mommy Davis, uh, granny ping, which was my grandmother's mother, uh. Uh, my mother's grandmother, which was nanny, she was my nanny. Yeah, she was just what I called her, Mima, um, which was my grandmother Mycroft. Then there was grandmother Mycroft, which was you know my grandfather's mother. Just I mean it, I had, and then it was just amazing. I mean, unfortunately, you know they've all crossed over by now, but it it was amazing because all that history. I mean, I literally you know had that generational connection i mean you know to see all of them alive and breathing and stubborn my mommy davis um uh she had cancer she had breast cancer she went through chemotherapy and all that fun stuff i shouldn't say fun stuff all that stuff i mean but she insisted that she would not lose her hair she did not lose her hair well when she was in the hospital her children got together, and put in indoor plumbing. By indoor plumbing, I mean bringing the pump into the house.
0: Yeah, I remember those days. I hated the, that the damn pump.
1: pump. Yeah, the, the pump inside the house so she wouldn't have to walk to go to the well to get water. Yes. She blew up and threw a fit because that's not how it's done. You go out to go get water. You go out to the outhouse. I mean... What? she did. She, they did not actually put they were going to put in a bathroom in her house. in that and after that little incident that never happened, uh, she was well, back then.
0: They thought it was, it wasn't healthy to have the yeah, bathroom it, in your house.
1: Right. But it was still when she finally passed, uh, crossed over, she was 93.
0: Wow. Now, you know we this is our celebration and the whole month it, it if you walk the path long enough the whole month is a celebration of your ancestors everything reminds you of who you are and who your ancestors are you know my roots go all the way back to Appalachia so this is a time of year i remember my grandmother um my parents both passed my father's been dead over 35 years so my grandmother's been dead God, 10 years longer than that. She died in 1968,
1: okay. but I well, lived with her. Um, it's been an, over an hour.
0: It has been, and we've had so much fun talking about history.
1: It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, Jason, we could talk for about six hours on here. We have to be very careful. Yes. The main thing I really want to talk about with everybody is that when we talk about our ancestors, it's not necessarily the Karelian ancestors. It's your ancestors. They're who made you. And I give everybody a test. Go back and find out where your ancestors are from. You don't have to do a DNA. I want you to go talk to your older relatives. DNA just tells you what you're made of. Oh. Your relatives tell you who you are.
1: I have a story about this. My One of my cousins decided she was going to do genealogy of her family. Well, she was trying to find the marriage certificate of her parents. And finally, you know, broke down. Well, I can't find it anywhere. Where did you guys get married? Oh, honey, I ne- we never got married. <gasps> well, at that time, because the traveling justice of peace and... Sometimes you just live together. You, That's my wife. That's my husband. And you were now husband and wife.
0: And that's called common law yeah, after common seven law, years.
1: Because, right. you know, the justice of peace, you know, sometimes didn't come around. And by that time, you know, five years, you know, you've been, that's my wife. That's my husband. So just they just never, never it got the paper. Didn't I mean, never, it didn't it happen. It didn't happen. They didn't wouldn't. need it. They didn't need it. I mean, they just didn't need it. So that, that is one of those ancestor stories, you know, that.
0: We we were lucky. We were fortunate. In West Virginia, they were doing a history of the church. Um, and my ancestor was the first Baptist minister west of the Alleghenies. Now, you have to remember, the Alleghenies stopped everybody from moving that way because they're pretty rugged.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There are very, very, very few Catholics in West Virginia because the priests weren't going out that way. They wanted to stay where the money was in the towns. Mm -hmm. To this day, the area that I'm from has one service in town. It's two towns over. I have to go two towns over if I wanted to attend a Catholic service. They have one. They have one priest who does four churches
1: Mm -hmm.
0: to this Uh, day.
1: One of them over in Indiana, uh, Rockville, And then Montezuma and there's two Catholic churches. Well, it's one priest that services both of them.
0: Mm -hmm. Because the priest didn't go West because there were no towns. So I always thought when they did our history, I'm like, oh my God, we're going to see every horse thief and you know, whatever. Um, And it just so happened that the first Baptist minister, now we have a church. My grandmother's family are summer's. And there's a summer's church just outside of morgantown and that is my family's church and those are my ancestors and it's kind of cool because you can relate to that so when i do any ancestor work um, i'm relating to my actual ancestors but when you start looking at your genealogy when you start asking those questions like my family now, we have a straight line back to almost the 1100s in Scotland on my father's side. Uh, and it's kind of cool when you start looking at these names because then it's like, talk to an older relative. Because my, my father's last generation, his little sister died on my birthday this year. Uh, I had planned to come back, go back in July and she died in April. She was the aunt that named me, so we were very close. She was only 16 years older than me, so she was just a child when I was born. And she was the one who knew everything. You wanted to know somebody, you called Aunt Nancy. Aunt Nancy, who is so-and-so? And she knew, the. oh, well, that's your second cousin on your father's side. just you're going like, ah, oh, slow down, because I done lost you. But... I don't want anybody to do genealogy. I want you to go back either to a graveyard, cemetery. Now, there's a difference between a graveyard and a cemetery. I want you to go back and find it. I did mine when we went back. Um, when I went back in July, we did the uh, Witch of Mannington and the Highland Cemetery in Mannington, West Virginia. Yes, we did. And we did a video and you saw me with a couple of my cousins huffing and puffing through the damn grave to the cemetery because cemetery has a church graveyard doesn't that's the difference so this was a church and it actually has a a little grave but i want you to either talk to an old relative and start taking notes write it down there were about 100 questions i had left for my aunt and she died there is nobody who can answer
1: you 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 have most people have one of these, a cell phone. Record it.
0: You know, but I don't want you to go and do a DNA. I want you to go back and talk. You will hear stories. I actually met my father's first girlfriend at my cousin's funeral. My Aunt Nancy says, Oh, you gotta meet her, and she's grabbing on my arm. I'm like, and she was this little old thing. I'm like, What? We gotta go over here. Why? You know, I was having fun talking to, you know, all my cousins. And she's like, she grabs me by the arm. She And this was 15 years ago. She drags me across the funeral home. And I'm pissed. And she's like, hi, Aurora. And this woman answered her back. And they're talking. She goes, this is Bobby's daughter. Now, my dad's been dead at this point 20 years. And I'm like, I don't even know who this woman is. So, I, of course... you're with an older relative be very respectful because they can still backhand you um yes the fear of the backhand has kept me very respectful and we're talking and then we walk away and i'm like who the hell was that that's your father's first girlfriend he was supposed to marry her when he came back from the service he married my mother and i was like Mm -hmm. oh so your your assignment because we're going to have history part two is to go talk to an older relative or go to a grave, go to the grave or the cemetery where your relatives are buried and start looking at names because we're going to have some cool names next time. I'll be bringing out my family history, and you're going to hear some really awesome names. Jason, it's always a pleasure when I get to talk to you. When am I going to get to see you again? I'm putting him on the spot just because. Oh, next week for part two. You know what? I want to see you in person again. We have so much fun when we're together. They only allow us together for a certain period of time because we get in trouble. Not really, but anyway,
1: thank you for having me.
0: I I can't wait for next week. I want you all to do the assignment. We'll see y'all next week. Remember our Facebook. Now I'm supposed to remember all this Facebook at tea time with mother and crone. Our email is T-Time, and that's T-H-Y-M-E. Melinda does this. I'm, I'm trying to remember. T-H-Y-M-E-M-C uh, at gmail.com. <laughs> Go on YouTube. See us at tea time at Mother and Crone. And we're always on. If you guys need to email us, we want to see pictures of your cups or your T-shirts that you've gotten from us. Our word today is ancestor what else ancestor type in that word ancestor and you'll have a cup on your way to you Um, we're gonna get some more merchandise in and be sending out some other cool stuff remember if you have a gathering and you want us to talk about it just like the Tennessee pagan pride just make sure you get us the information soon enough we will get it online and we will tell everybody about it think of us as a free advertising agency for you and in the meantime Please walk your path. Got a question, find a crone, find a sage. They'll answer it for you. And we'll see you all back here next week. Thank you so much. Blessed for coming be. Today. Blessed be.